welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 5% Radio podcast. Today is episode 6 and I want to talk to you about marshmallows. Now, before we get into uh, today's episode and exactly how marshmallows apply to your being successful or unsuccessful, I want to give a quick recap of what we talked about in the previous two episodes because those are extremely important and pivotal episodes for anyone that really wants to understand how to actually get both time and money. So I talked about in episode four how the majority of people, you know, 95% of the people work 90 to 100,000 hours of their life and by the age of 65, they are dead disabled or broke. When I say broke, I mean they're living check to check or social security to social security or they're having to depend on family members for help financially. Um, If you don't believe that, just look around at the older people that are in that age demographic and you will notice that on average, most of those people that are age 65 and older, if they're not disabled, if they're not already passed away, then they are broke. There's only about four percent of the people that actually end up being financially stable, meaning they can make it on their own. And there's only really 1% of the people that end up wealthy because there's different thinking between wealthy people and the rest. And another thing that I talked about is right now in our country, we are seeing people still getting told to go to school, get good grades, get a safe, secure job. And I talked about how that is industrial age employee type thinking, but still so many people are doing it. And get this right now in our country in the you know the year 2022-2023, somewhere in there, the average credit hour right now is $596. So someone pays $596 per credit hour to get a four-year degree, a bachelor's degree, you have to go to school for 120 credit hours. So that comes out to over $70,000. And here's the kicker. After spending all that money and all that time, there's only a 60% chance that you'll actually get a job in your given field of study. And on top of that, if you do get the job, you're going to work 45 years, retire at the age of 65, 67, 68, whatever it is nowadays, and be broke. So you have to do something differently. If you want some things to change in your life, if you want different results than everyone else, then you're going to have to do something different. That's just common sense. I think everyone can agree with that statement. Last thing I want to share, and then we will be getting into marshmallows. So one other thing that a lot of people don't realize, and there's something actually called the 45-year plan that you can look up online. This was released by the Federal Bureau of Labor and Statistics back in 2018, and this graph that you can look up, these stats, have held true since World War II. Most people will get a job, they'll get incremental raises until they're about 25 or 30, and then around 30 years old, their income caps off, pretty much stays the same. They get cost of living raises, but a lot of people, you know, their cost of living raise is not even keeping up with inflation, so really, you're not getting a raise, so to speak, but people get cost of living raises, and then at the age of retirement, 65 or 68, their income drops off to half to one-third. So if you want to learn more about that, go back and listen to episodes four and five about exactly Uh, what that is, and then episode five, really how you can avoid ending up on that path. Because I know that we all like to think, well, that's never going to be me. But if there's 95% of people that end up that way, and you are trained to think like 95% of the people, then really at the end of the day, there's a 95% chance that that will be you and I, unless we do something differently with our lives. So anyway, story time. Let's talk about marshmallows. So back in the early 1970s, there was a test that took place at Stanford uh, with a guy named Professor Walter Mischel and his team. And the test was basically to see how long they could get little kids to wait to eat a marshmallow. Now, some of you might have seen this. I'll put a link in the 
uh, description below if you want to watch a YouTube video that was, you know, this being redone. I think a, a church redid it or something, but it's it's a cute little video of watching these little kids squirm in their seats trying not to eat the marshmallows. But so this test was looking at delayed gratification. If you're not really sure what delayed gratification versus instant gratification is, I'll get a little bit more into that. But so here's the test. They put a marshmallow in front of a four to five year old kid. That's the average age of the group. There were some younger, some older, but the average age was about four to five. And they told the kid, if you don't eat this one before I come back in the room in a few minutes, you can have a second one. But if you eat this one, then that's all you get. So the the team leading the test, the adult talking to the kid, told him either eat this now and that's all you get. Or if you wait till I come back and you haven't eaten this one, then I'll give you a second one when I get back. And here's what happened in that test. So researchers left, they came back in the room and they recorded which children ate the marshmallow and which ones waited. And then they also recorded which one waited the longest in the whole group. And that one's going to surprise you because she actually uh, went on to become a CEO of a huge company that literally 100% of you will know when I mention the company's name. But researchers recorded which children waited the longest and which ones actually just ended up eating the marshmallow outright. So the difference of delay gratification, delay my gratification, I will I will wait to gratify my desire. So I'm going to put off what I want most. I'm going to put off what I want now, excuse me, for what I want most. So I want the marshmallow now, but I'm going to wait until I come back so I can have a second one because I know that if I wait longer, the reward will be better versus saying instant gratification. I want it now. I'm going to eat it now. And that's all I'm going to get. I'm going to miss out long term because short term, I'm gratifying my desire right now. I want instant gratification. We see this a lot in our culture nowadays. People cannot have long term vision. They can't have long term thinking. Most people's long-term thinking, quote-unquote, I'm putting air quotes around that as I talk, but most people's long-term thinking is it's Monday and I cannot wait until Friday afternoon. But I digress. I'm going to get back to the story, but here's what happened. So the adult left the room, came back, they recorded who ate, who did not eat the marshmallow. And then those same researchers tracked, kept track of those kids that participated in the study and revisited those kids when they were teenagers. And they questioned their parents about these following things. Number one, how does your child handle stress? Number two, what is their ability to exhibit self-control under pressure? And number three, what are their ACT and SAT scores? Another test was done a few years later, the exact same style of, you know, the same exact team, the same people, and they did another test, and they found out that the kids who waited on the second marshmallow were found to have higher test scores for ACTs and SATs, they were less likely to become obese. They had lower levels of substance abuse. And then also they had overall better control and social skills in their life. So what happened to the child that waited the longest though? And this is where things get interesting because the child that waited the longest, her name was Susan, and I'm going to butcher this last name, but Susan Wajsiki, Wajsiki, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, she is currently the CEO of YouTube. She has an estimated net worth, if you look this up, of, of, of about $750 million. So she's close to being a billionaire. And she was the child that waited the longest. So she chose to wait the longest. And that correlated directly with her ability to be successful. So here's what I want to ask you. In what areas of your life are you choosing instant gratification versus delayed gratification? So delayed gratification, as an example, would be, you know what? I want this vehicle. So this is particularly, you know, this is my wife and I's view on money. I want this vehicle. I'm going to wait to pay cash. Oh my gosh, you're going to pay cash for a car. You know how long that's going to take? Yes, I understand that. And I will stack money in the bank. I don't care how much I make. If I'm going to buy a vehicle, 
I'm going to pay cash for it. You can get into all kinds of different stuff. Well, the interest rates on the vehicle, you know, they're only about 3% now and you can make 4% on investment. So you're coming out 1% ahead. But here's the deal. I am guaranteed to have no loss of income if I just take that and put the cash in. I'm guaranteed to have no interest working against me. 100% guarantee there's going to be, I put the money in and that's it. I own the vehicle. Vehicles are not assets that don't make you money. So for my wife and I, when we buy a vehicle, we pay cash. So I will drive a vehicle that is not necessarily what I want to drive now to drive what I really want to drive later. Because see, the guy that buys the vehicle, I know exactly what I want for my next car. I know the trim package, the engine size, color, everything. The guy that buys that vehicle now is going to pay significantly more for the car with compound interest over a five or six year payment than I will pay when it's two years used and I pay for it one time cash. That is the difference between delayed gratification and instant gratification. Here's another example. I would like to be, let's say, let's say that I want to weigh 150 pounds year round. Delayed gratification says I'm going to eat what I want least, you know, what I don't really want to eat right now. I'm going to eat that right now so I can hit my long-term goal of staying at 150 year round, 365, 24-7. Okay. Now I am, I'm five foot three and I am a lifter. So sometimes I fluctuate, you know, I've, I've been up in the one seventies, but generally speaking, I sit somewhere between 155 and 164, a healthy weight, unless I'm looking to gain weight during that season. But delayed gratification says I'm not going to have pizza this evening or ice cream or go out and just have, you know, everything I want at a buffet and I can, I can put down some food, but I'm going to decide not to do that. That's instant gratification. All this, this would taste good. It smells good. I want it right now. Let's go have it. That's instant gratification versus delayed gratification. And here's the interesting thing. Everything in our culture nowadays literally is programming your brain. The algorithms on all the social medias, the way the platforms work, the advertising, everything is programming your brain for instant gratification. Give it to me right now. I want it right now. I want it. I have the desire. Give it to me. I want to fulfill. The, what's the shortest window that I can have between having a desire, wanting something, and actually getting the thing that I want? And and I'm not trying to be harsh here, but if you look at little kids, they're a perfect example of this. So for my example, my son is coming up on uh, on 10 months old. He's got maybe two weeks left and a couple days, and he'll be 10 months old. And when he's eating... If he gets done chewing and he wants his next bite, he will scream and cry and just like start to throw fit, which obviously we're teaching him like, hey, that's not acceptable. That's not how we do things in our house. We don't, I don't want to have a kid that's in public and I'm like embarrassed to be seen with my own child. So we're teaching him, but he has no understanding of delayed gratification. I want the next bite and I want it right now. Give it to me or I'm going to throw a fit. Social media nowadays, reels, stories, um, shorts on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, everything is short. It gives you a dopamine hit instantly and you scroll to the next one and you scroll to the next one, you scroll to the next one. And these videos are, you know, anywhere from a couple seconds to maybe 30 seconds long. And you just go video after video after video after video. And there's just dopamine being released like crazy in your brain versus saying, you know what, I'm going to put something off. Your brain is just being absolutely hijacked by dopamine, which is the feel good, you know, the, I got what I wanted. I, I get to eat food or, you know, there's all kinds of things that give you dopamine, but basically it is the uh, the pleasure hormone. So your brain's getting flooded with dopamine from social media, from advertising, from everything else. And, and, and here's another little sidebar. So I've been in marketing and advertising now for about three and a half years. I've read tons of different marketing and advertising books written by guys way back in the day and written by some modern guys. And here's, here's the interesting thing. The older guys talked about, you know, you had 
you know, two minutes or 20 seconds, depending on how old the book is. They, they gave this massive time frame of how long you have to hold someone's attention versus a book that came out over the past two years that flat out said, and this is this is kind of what is an average for the industry, if you don't grab someone's attention within like three seconds, and that's generous. If you don't have someone's attention within three seconds, your ad's not going to work. Like if I can't get you actually intrigued what's going on, I've got to know within three seconds, then my ad's not going to work in the advertising and marketing world. So if people are that hardwired nowadays, if we've changed that much as a culture that everything is instant gratification, there's no delayed gratification, there's no putting things off, then what would a marshmallow test nowadays with the average person off the street look like? Probably not very good. There would probably not be a whole lot of Susan, however you say her names, it's now the CEO of YouTube, there probably would not be a whole lot of those kids in the room that are going to wait and not eat their marshmallow. There wouldn't be a whole lot of teens, there wouldn't be a whole lot of adults, there wouldn't even be a whole lot of older people because our culture as a whole has moved away from this. So delayed gratification is one of the absolute most important things in your ability to be successful because if you set a goal and you cannot wait to hit the goal, you can't trust the process along the way, the things that you have to do from point A to Point Z, everything that you're going to go through in between setting the goal and hitting the goal. So, for example, this is a super long-term view, but I have a goal to be married until one of us dies. And that's not, it's it's a non-negotiable, it's, it's, that's just the way things are, like that's, that's our belief system, I will be married until one of us dies. That is a long-term vision, that's a long-term goal. Now, in the moment, this is why you see people get divorced left and right like crazy, okay, we had a bad year, we had a bad two years, whatever else that's it. We're getting divorced. There's no stickability there. And if you, if you've gotten divorced, I'm not judging you. I'm not throwing rocks. I'm just saying it's an example. I have a relationship. That's not what I want it to be right now. So instead of working on it, setting a goal and doing what it takes long-term to make it work, I'm not happy right now. And therefore I I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to go start some other journey. I'm going to, I'm going to start something all the way over with a new person that makes me happy. That makes me feel good. And I don't have to look at all the issues. I don't have to look at what I have to overcome. Here's an example. If I'm climbing a mountain, if I'm climbing a heat, let's say I'm climbing Mount Everest, there are going to be 100% chance that there's no possibility there will not be. There will be obstacles along that climb. No doubt. No doubt. Anyone that's climbed Mount Everest, you're not going to read someone's book about climbing Mount Everest and they're going to be like, yep, you know, I set the goal and we started walking and, you know, a couple days later I was at the top, couldn't believe it. It was so easy. Everybody should do it. You should try. That's not going to be in there. They're going to talk about how they started this journey and people possibly died along the way that were in their group. There were avalanches. There were, you know, we were stuck in snow for, for a couple hours and, you know, people had to come help dig us out, but I I wasn't going to quit the journey. There were all these crazy things that happened. And there was a guy who was working on climbing Mount Everest and he was giving a speech and he stopped and he pointed back to a picture of Mount Everest and he had just failed. He hadn't made it all the way to the top. He had, he had not, um, summited the mountain. He didn't actually make the full climb. And he pointed back at the mountain. He said, you know what? The mountain's not getting any bigger, but I am. Meaning I might not have what it takes right now. I failed last time, but I learned a lesson and I'm getting better every single time. So if you want to be successful, if you want time and money freedom, if you want to hit your goals, whether it's weight loss, relational, financial, with your kids, I don't care what they are. If you want to move up in your career, if you want to start your own business, if you want to become completely financially free, if you want to really get control over your mindset. Everything you do is delayed gratification. Everything takes a long time. Everything is a process. It might not be a super long process, but everything is a process. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Excuse me. Life is a marathon, 
not a sprint. And you have to keep that in mind with everything you do. It's not about me setting a goal and, oh, if it doesn't happen by the end of this week, see, people will give themselves unrealistic timeframes. And I talked about this back in the, uh, I believe it's episode two, where I talked about getting 1% better, but people give themselves super short feedback loops and they give themselves unrealistic timeframes. Meaning if I don't see progress by this date, then I'm quitting. And a lot of people, 95% of people, the 95 percenters in the world that do not understand what it takes to be successful or have the desire to be successful will back you up on that. Oh, you're not happy? Girl, you should dump him. Oh, you're not making what you thought you'd make in your business? Oh, you should quit. Oh, you've worked out now for three weeks and you haven't lost weight? It's never going to happen. You've been on that diet? Brother, you've been on the diet for two weeks and you haven't lost a pound. What are you, you're wasting your time and money. Just go back to buying frozen dinners. Keep doing what you're doing. You were happier. What, you want ice cream? Right now, you're on a wait. Come on, man. Let's go get ice cream. Be real. You know you want ice cream. Don't act like you do. That's that is instant gratification. That is everything in our culture. It's 100% feelings based. It's not self controlled. There's nothing disciplined about it. Yet people want to discipline their kids. So just ask yourself right now: What areas am I being undisciplined in with my instant versus delayed gratification? And find things that you can do to discipline that. It's gratification. Being delayed versus instant is like a muscle. I can either get really good at instant gratification and hardwire my brain to absolutely have to have something right now, or I can get better at having myself wait and getting a bigger payoff later. Remember, the kids that waited got two marshmallows, and the kids that did not only got one. So right now, I'm in the middle of a seven-day fast. Today is you know a couple hours into day two, and I will do a seven-day fast. The longest I've done before this was five days. Um, but so seven days. And by the time I actually eat, I did the math. If I wait until Saturday morning to eat, um, that'll end up being like 180 hours total. Cause technically I could eat, um, I could eat Friday. So it's going to be like seven and a half days or whatever else. I'm probably not going to push it to eight full days, but that is delayed gratification. That is just one little way. And yes, it's just fasting, but I'm, I'm just flat out. I chose not to eat. I'm drinking water. I'm having branch chain amino acids, some black coffee. And then towards the last Two days, I'll actually put in some chicken broth and chicken stock and that sort of stuff. But the only reason that I did this, yes, I wanted to cut weight. and I didn't want to do it over three, four, five weeks or two months to cut calories every day. Whole different topic. But I literally just wanted to exercise the discipline muscle in my brain to say, you know what? I want something right now, but I will not have it. I will refuse it day after day after day. And the next meal that I eat is going to be extremely satisfying, even more than usual, because I waited for seven days to eat. I chose to have two marshmallows instead of one, so to speak. I delayed my gratification versus having what I want instantly. So find ways to exercise this muscle in your brain, so to speak. Find ways to say, okay, I want this most. I want this now, but I want this most. Delay gratification in one sentence is this right here. Listen up. One sentence. Here it goes. Delay gratification. Delay gratification is giving up what you want now for what you want most in any area. Finances, Uh, your career, your business, your health, weight loss goals, the gym, relationships, I don't care what it is. Begin looking for ways to give up what you want now for what you want most down the road. And this is a muscle, like I said, this can be exercise. So uh, little things add up to big things. You're going to hear me say this over and over and over again, but little things always add up to big things. So if you are going to tell yourself no on something small and you continually do that, eventually you'll be able to tell yourself no on bigger things like saving up for a vacation versus putting it on a credit card or paying cash for a car or you know maybe waiting a little bit longer to get a bigger house so you can actually pay it off 
sooner and put more money in the bank before then. But anyway, look for ways to do this. And this is like a muscle. It builds over time. So anyway, before we get to the very end of the episode, I want to introduce something brand new as promised back in, I believe, episode five. I kind of gave a teaser for this, but here is what I'm introducing. It is called Weekly Wins. So the concept behind Weekly Wins is I've been having people reach out to me that I know personally since I started the show and just telling me how they've been impacted by the content, different decisions they've made, and I want to hear about the changes that are happening in your life. So I want to hear about the changes that are happening in all of your lives, and I I really am looking for as many ways as possible to engage with you, the listeners of this podcast, uh, personally, I, I want to actually get to know the people who are listening and I want to know, you know, how can I help them? How can I serve them with better content? So the first weekly win, shout out to my buddy Joe in Ohio. Here is what he had to say. He shot me a text and he said, it's funny to me because I already knew what I needed to do prior to listening to your podcast. I bought healthier food over the weekend. I started back at the gym first day last week. I've been telling myself to stop snoozing the alarm clock. It's like I needed someone else to confirm it though before I truly got into it. But realistically, you can only take one step at a time. So shout out to Joe. Awesome job, man. Joe from Ohio. Super proud of you. So if you want to submit a weekly win to the show, I will be doing these every single time I have one. I'll go over it in the episode. Some weeks I may have a ton. It may eventually get to where I cannot do them all and I'll just have to do highlights. But go to 5percentradio.com forward slash wins. There's a link in the show notes, so forward slash W-I-N-S, 5percentradio.com forward slash wins, link in the show notes below. And literally, you'll just go in that form, you'll put in your name, the state you're from, what your win was, and then your email, because I might actually want to reach out to you personally and just kind of get your full story. And I would eventually, I'd love to hear people uh, come on the show or, you know, maybe they could send me an audio clip and I could actually play that on the show. You know, the person introducing, hey, I'm so-and-so, I've been listening to the podcast for six months and this is the change that I've made since listening to it, or these are the changes in my life, or I've I've started doing this differently. I, I would love to be able to actually post that content on the podcast, even if it sounded like muffled or whatever. I just, I think it'd be cool for people to hear what other people are experiencing and how they're winning in their life by listening to content like this and getting better ideas and starting to think differently than the 95%. So all that being said, that is the end of today's episode and episode six. And next episode, episode seven, I'll actually be telling you about how a guy that lived back in the 1830s can teach you something about hitting your goals today. I'll talk to you then.